Hello, hello, my dear subscribers. <clears throat> Just let me hack up a lung first. So I am really excited about this bonus episode. I am so thankful to you guys for subscribing. And if you hear that little jingle outside, <laughs> um, we're dog sitting right now. So there's Cooper in the background just walking around. He's a boxer. He's very social. Thinks he's a lap dog, but he's definitely not. And so if you hear that little jingle, that's his collar outside. But I just want to let you guys know up front, I am recording this and I am really tired and really stressed right now. This whole week I have been. I'm finishing up a class online and it's 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 taken a beating. I've, I've taken a beating. <laughs> but I know that when I was praying about what to share for this bonus episode, I couldn't get this this old recording that I have on my phone out of my head. I re-listened to it. This recording was way back in my archives because before I was a podcast host, I just would pull out my phone and start recording people whenever they would say wise things. <laughs> so I guess that came in handy. I didn't know at the time back in 2019 that I would you know, do a podcast in the future, but you know, God knows, and he doesn't waste anything. Am I right? So I have this recording from August 7th, 2019. That was almost three full years ago. And I couldn't get this recording out of my head when I started praying about what to share for this bonus episode. So I went back, listened to it. It was so good. It is so good. And this recording... I want to tell you is, let me paint the scene for you. I went to youth group, right? Then I went to El Salvador for a year, discipleship training. And then I went to Bethany Global as, you know, Minnesota, all that stuff, freshman year. Between freshman and sophomore year of college, I came back to Florida for the summer and I interned with the youth group, which was literally one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> that sounds like a very bold statement. It was so great, and I, I loved interning there. And so the guy that is on this recording is, we're just going to call him PG. That's what he calls by, Pastor Gabriel. So PG is who I recorded. Um, he was not my youth pastor growing up because my youth pastor had transitioned out and was working somewhere else. But PG was the pastor who came in after that one left. So he was never my youth pastor, but I did work with him when I interned for the youth group. And one day I asked PG, okay, this is like the end of the summer. I'm about to go back for sophomore year. I say, PG, like, what are the things that, what are negative things about Bible college? Because I'm going to a Bible college, right? So I'm like, what are the things that you would encourage people to stay away from or like, or not get sucked into in Bible college? What are the negative things about it? Because he also went to a Bible college back in the day. He went to CFNI, which stands for Christ for the Nations. I believe it's in Dallas, Texas. And so in this recording, you'll hear him mention CFNI. If you hear that, that's what he's talking about. And so my friend Avonlay and I, her name is Avonlay. Okay, complicated name. Say it with me, Avonlay. It's really pretty. So Avonlay and I decided to ask him that question and I recorded his answer and Avonlea was about to go to Bible college for her freshman year so it was so beneficial to both of us then 
And I look back on it now hearing that recording and I'm like, this is so good. This is literally so rich with wisdom that I really want to share it with people. So I'm going to break this short recording up into a few sections. And it's just so crazy how things from 2019 still apply to literally everyone right now. But let me just hack up along. Okay. Unedited people, unedited. This recording is probably going to be a little echoey. Obviously, I was not official podcast host back then. I wasn't like, hey, let's go to a non-echo room. Uh, We were in his office. But um, so when the recording parts play, you probably want to turn up the volume a little bit more. And then I'm going to just comment and challenge us with the things that he's saying because they were so beneficial. Um, And I feel like I'm really talking it up, so I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) But this is the recording. We're going to start it. The negatives of Bible college, I just want to say that these apply for any training, any church setting. These things still apply because he's mostly talking about any atmosphere that is um, made for training believers, made for growing and training believers. It's kind of like Christians are in a Christian greenhouse where you are surrounded by things that help you learn, grow about God, your relationship with him. So any environment like that, that could even be your church. This applies to you. So let's get started. Just enjoy his wisdom for this first part. The thing that I hated about CFLI students that took it for granted, I was so grateful to be there. Yeah. And um, I am extremely frustrated with people who took for granted that season. Mostly it was the young people that came straight out of high school okay. because they hadn't yeah. they hadn't been through a season by which it would have made them grateful. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they wouldn't turn in their assignments on time sometimes, maybe sit in the back during classes or during worship, and you just become, like, apathetic. I mean, I hated that. Um, I think I uh, students become fat you're you're, yeah. you're over pumped with sermons information and so you become critical because um, to the full even honey is bitter that's what that's what the proverb says um, you know to the full um, honey is bitter and so you, they, they lose their hunger and um, and that was really frustrating I was in the front row of everything and I was like yes and I I want to take advantage of every morsel of this season. It comes once. You don't get to go back. And it's such a special time. It's simple yeah. disciplines. Like <laughs> forcing yourself to be um, conscientious. Like if you need to, like suck it up and be a morning gym person so that you're up in the morning. Yeah. Um, I was in the best shape of my life though because I set up patterns. Yeah. But, and it wasn't really about being fit. It was just like I needed to have a regimen to really take advantage of the season. So let's pay attention to what he just said there. That was really good. He's talking about students that get fat. He means spiritually fat, like apathetic. So when you're in a greenhouse type setting for your faith, you are being pumped with sermons, teachings, different opinions. You're, you are surrounded by a good Christian community. And what happens is we can just consume and consume and consume But what this reminded me of, what he said, was that we don't just eat just to eat, right? We eat to then give us energy and nutrition to go out and do things and exercise. So 
I was thinking like, I remember being 19 and going into my freshman year of Bible college and I had spent a year in El Salvador before that. So I wasn't coming right out of high school. I was only a year past that. And I remember noticing it even in my freshman year. I remember noticing that there was a huge difference even between the 19-year-olds and the 18-year-olds because the 18-year-olds had just come from high school. I'm not hating on any 18-year-old who goes straight out of high school into Bible college. But the season, whatever it was for everyone, to be grateful for where you're at is so crucial. And we don't just consume this faith-growing substance, these resources all around us to, you know, just get spiritually fat and apathetic. We eat and then we exercise, right? So I'm thinking like, we need to receive all that and then apply it. If you don't take the time to apply whatever you're learning in this greenhouse of spiritual growth, then you will get spiritually fat and apathetic. So what are you doing to exercise what you've learned? What are you doing to exercise what was pumped into you when you were in Bible college, when you were in a ministry, when you were in a great season of your life, when you were growing spiritually, when you were this part in your church, when you were interning in this way? What have you done to apply that? And I love what he said about discipline yourself to not lose your hunger. I just want to ask you guys listening, dear subscribers, have you lost your hunger? I think we can all think back to a time in our Christian walk where we were, we were just like so in love with Jesus. Just couldn't get enough of him, right? Where you're like, it's maybe it was in a time where you had just gotten saved. Or maybe it was in just a special season where you were growing a lot. God, it set you free from something. You know, have you lost that hunger? And if you have... It's not the end of the road. Discipline yourself to not lose your hunger, whatever that looks like. If you need to set up a routine in your life that gets you up early, gets you in the word, gets you talking with God, gets a set-aside prayer time, gets Christian community, gets a small group, whatever it may be, discipline yourself to not lose your hunger. And I love how PG commented on that season, aka college, only comes once. It is a flash in the pan, as he said. That's insane. What? I mean, just think about it. How different would your life be if you lived like you really realized every season only comes once? Every season of your life only comes once. So maybe a greenhouse effect on your faith was just a flash in the pan. That's okay. We don't have to like you know, keep thinking nostalgic thoughts and just be like, that was the best time in my life. I want to go back. I really do believe that God wants our best days to always be ahead of us. But, you know, you need to apply whatever you learned in that greenhouse season. Okay, let's listen to this next part. Uh, the other things that, would, that really bothered me was um, students become critical of everything mm -hmm. and they become critical of the local church. And I think it's the danger of any Bible college student, probably even Jenny would have to fight this back at her school. When you're learning new information and concepts, you can look at the local church from which you came and be like, why didn't she do this? Why didn't she do that? Oh, surely my pastors must have been incompetent and didn't know. And it may have been they weren't fully in control of everything, but though they even knew. 
And so, and then you start thinking, well, I know the right way to do it. And it's like, you've got to realize, take it with a grain of salt that you're learning theory and not, mm-hmm. and ministry doesn't happen in a lab. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's real living organisms. And so I may know leadership principles, but it doesn't mean it works the same way with Jenny as it does with all Yeah. Them. You know what I'm saying? I think the lack of missional um, living, everyone's is just like, they become swirlies, some of them. Yeah. Just love the presence. Another prophetic word. Another moment in his glory, which is cool. Yeah. And so you have, I call them Mr. and Mrs. 10,000 prophetic words there. There's this kid that's been there for five years and been prophesied over he's someone's son, and blah, 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 And they just think they're the man. And they have a lot of confirmation. They just think... And I'm like, bro, prophecy is just an invitation to potential, but it is not a guarantee that you'll walk in that purpose. And so, man, I'm quoting today. And so that was frustrating me. And then you'll see by the end of it, those who think they're superstars on the band and everything else, hardly any of them ever go on to do something really special. Um, Because it, it was... God was just the problem. Yeah. And so those were frustrating things for me. Like, they were just, um, it was hard. Um, some of the other things that frustrated me, the students, um, I was more of a theology nerd for them, some of them, and I was willing to ask hard questions about being critical. Um, but some of them would always debate with each other, and I never debated. Oh, yeah. Imagine at eight not debating. I made a choice when I walked in because we had a student that went there from our local church before and she had gotten into the Calvinist Arminius argument and got sucked into the Calvinist crowd there. And so when she came back, that's all she could talk about. I was like, man, you missed the season. Yeah. You like didn't get CFNI, you just got caught up in a, in a doctrine. And so when I went in there, I made, I made the conscientious choice, I will never debate while I'm here. Now, mind you, I, was, I, was, I had a rep as being one of the theology nerds being one of maybe the most influential student on student on campus and um, and yet people would try to suck me into debates never debated once in three years but there was a lot of debates and that's mm-hmm. kind of common in a Bible college setting but I refused not that I didn't ask tough questions and not that I didn't go deep because I I, I studied a lot on my own um, so those would be my my biggest frustrations: people thinking they're a hotshot when they're there, and not realizing this season's a flash in the pan. You might as well go deep and get over yourself. Mm. Whoa! Isn't that so good? Is anyone else getting the wisdom out of this that I was as I re-listened to this almost three years later? What? What he said about college well bible college students growing critical of everything oh my gosh guys i have seen it i have seen it with my own eyes and it is hard when you go to a setting where you are learning so many more things out of your element in a way about the lord and different doctrines different methods of leadership and styles and ways to read the bible sometimes it is hard to give your home your home church, your original roots, the credit that they deserve of like, well, 
I'm learning all this new stuff. Why didn't they teach me that new stuff? Why didn't they go into this? Why they must have not known they must be incompetent. But your home church or, you know, your roots or God working in you back home got you to where you are now, right? You cannot fully discredit the roots that you grew up with, the teaching you grew up with, because somehow God used that to lead you to said Bible college or said Christian greenhouse, said church, said discipleship program, whatever it may be. So we cannot grow critical. And I have literally seen massive amounts of people become separated and disunified and begin to dislike and hate each other because of doctrines. That is ridiculous. Just because of doctrines, just because you're reformed, just because you're Arminian, just because whatever it may be. Oh my word. I have seen it tear people apart. For real. And I pray that our doctrines do not choke out our pure love for Christ. That is the most important thing. Doctrines are literally such a secondary issue. Predestination, the frozen chosen, whatever it may be, (laughs) they are all secondary issues, okay? So what I noticed back in Bible college and that I notice now in college students, in church leadership and just people in general, if they either, one, love talking about doctrine, love talking about theology, I mean, hey, I'm here for it, I love it too, or they are that person that PG mentioned, the, the kid of 10,000 prophetic words, if they are either of those things, you know, I can just say that's just, that's just what they like, okay, they like receiving prophetic words, or they love talking about theology and debating, whatever, But how I'm going to look at them and see, like, are they a genuine person? Are they really not letting doctrines or prophetic words or just these gifts, just these studies we can do choke out their pure love for Christ is I look at the fruit of their life. This goes back to not just consuming, but exercising what we learn, receive, and then apply. If you receive 10,000 amazing prophetic words. Like PG said, they are just an invitation into God's potential for you, but they are not guaranteed. You have to get up and follow God and he will make those things happen as you are following him wholeheartedly. You are not a hot shot in college. <laughs> you know, you could be very popular, but even as I am basically ending... <clears throat> Um, online classes, technically, it's weird with online. You don't feel like you're actually in school, but you are. (laughs) I am a senior, right? I'm not really in college, but I am doing online school, you know. I'm going to end college, technically, very soon. And I pray that my best days are ahead of me, you know. I look back at college times. Oh my gosh, they're priceless. They're literally priceless. The foundations that I built in the Lord and the friends that I made and and the connections and just is foundational. The work God did in my life, foundational. But I know that God didn't intend my best days to be behind me. He intends for them to be now and ahead of me. And that's up to me. It is up to me. What is the fruit of my life now? Am I applying what I received back then in college. Isn't that so good? Uh, I'm just so excited for any subscriber who listens to this because yeah, I just pray this over you that you will not let 
secondary issues choke out your love for Christ and that you're not just consuming spiritual sustenance to become fat, but you are receiving it to apply it. That you are telling people about your faith, that you are growing, that you are producing the fruit of the spirit, that you are loving people well. And I pray that over you in Jesus name, because this is what it's about. It is not about becoming a hotshot in college, right? (laughs) It's not about becoming well-known or that people like you or that you're popular or that you understand doctrines inside and out. Like it's not even about being an A plus student. It's just about loving Christ and loving people. Isn't that great? I am so happy I got to share that with you guys. So thank you so much for being a subscriber. I will talk to you later. And yeah, there's not much else to say except see you around.